The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to our October 2022 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the biggest trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses as they scale their organic search traffic. And today, Tyson has combed through his team's SEO data to help us, on, to help us understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Tyson Stockton, the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible. Tyson, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. What's up, Ben? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. We're making some changes today. We're, we're going to change around how we do winners and losers. Are you ready for something new? Yeah. What do you got? All right. Well, look, we've been doing winners and losers talking about some of the biggest industries that people should realize are evolving. We've been doing this every month for, I don't know, God, it's been like four years now. And we realized that in Winners and Losers, we weren't talking a lot about not necessarily who was changing, but why those companies were changing, why an industry was fluctuating. So we're going to get a little bit more granular and we're going to break our Winners and Losers into two separate episodes now. 
Today, we're going to focus on some of the winners in SEO, but instead of talking about industries, well, this is what's happening in e-commerce. And actually, you know what? E-commerce is doing better because it's the holiday season is starting. Great. That's not new news. We're going to try to get a little bit more granular and talk about specific companies and what we see and why they're seeing changes. So Tyson, let's start off with our winners. You've gone through all of our SEO data again, and you're, you've cherry-picked a couple companies that you saw some notable changes. Who are some of the biggest winners this month? Yeah, and first with like the, the switching the format, huge fan of this because a lot of times too, you don't necessarily see movements on how Google's shifting some rankings on a specific industry, but maybe a type of query or like a clustering of keywords. So I think this also opens us up a little bit more to how like the overall landscape is moving. But the first one that I have is actually also timely as far as like the news and things that are going on. But the first winner I have is Twitter. Twitter had a significant jump this last week where they saw a 58% increase on their overall organic visibility. Is it just keyword searches for Elon Musk Twitter? That has to be it. It was actually Elon Musk with sync, I think was the the main uh, search query for that. With sync? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was the picture that I just saw going around when he went into the Twitter building and there's a snapshot of him carrying a sync into Twitter's lobby as part of like the, hey, the bird's free. Like we have control of Twitter now. <laughs> I thought he was going to throw out the kitchen sink, but okay. Elon Musk, always, always witty with his tweets. Why was Twitter's SEO actually changing other than the, you know, changing of the guard at the leadership positions? Yeah, I would say more timely than anything else. Sure, that hit the news and had some elements to it. But really what we saw going on with Twitter was a huge shift on like brand names and not necessarily the Twitter brand name itself, but what we were seeing within people searching for company names. And the main consistent driver that was the result for like this increase was largely due to the misspelling variances. So someone typed Walmart with having a space between Wall and Mart and now Twitter's page is ranking for it. So they saw a huge influx in new ranking keywords. And it was over 14% of their gains came from new ranking keywords. And most of those were all in these like misspelling variants of brand names that are then ultimately reaching the respective brands Twitter handles. So Twitter is essentially taking advantage of being the catch all, right? People go onto Twitter and they're mobile phoning, they're fat fingering, they're keyboards, they get a brand name wrong. All of a sudden, Twitter has content for all of these misspellings. It's just misspellings. This can't be something that's only relevant for Twitter. There's got to be other user-generated content companies that have, I don't know if it's a similar SEO strategy, but a similar a similar content profile. Yeah. And I would say it's less on what we saw this month from what the actual companies or the domains are doing and more of this kind of shift or changing on Google side of it. And this theme of misspelling brand names actually is going to come up a lot in the, both this episode as well as a bit in like the loser episode because we did see a lot of movements in that area. Within like Twitter's increase is you could take like an example for star space box. Obviously, the user's intending for searching for Starbucks. Previously, Twitter was not present in that. And we saw that huge gain in those types. So for that particular keyword last week, 
you know, they jumped up 97 positions, were in position four from not ranking. And then we saw a little bit of a decrease from like the Facebook page, the other kind of consistent ones that we've seen in that space for quite some time. All right. So talk to me about other brands that you've seen as winners. We've seen Twitter picking up on some of this misspelling and Google's changes in terms of how they handle it. Who else was a winner this month? Let's stay in the same theme. And we've been talking about them a lot recently, but TikTok. TikTok was another one that saw a 15% increase in their overall visibility. And when you dive into kind of the keywords for TikTok, you also see similar variants. Like you don't see the exact same. Sometimes it's actual like proper spelling of it, but it is these high search volume kind of brand names that was also kind of driving a lot of the recent growth this month that we saw from TikTok. So what can SEOs take out of this notion of misspellings and user-generated content? It seems like there's a common theme here. Should we all just be going on to Twitter and misspelling a whole bunch of brand names and, and hoping to get some search traffic out of it? No, because it's, it's less on going on to these platforms or targeting these uh, misspellings. It's more of Google just having shifts and tweaks to their intent behind it. I think an interesting piece, though, within TikTok is more when you look at the type of pages that are ranking. And so if we're looking at what URLs are ranking that Twitter saw the gains on, it's the general like channel or handle of the brand. And so it's kind of their content, so to speak, because it's their channel, but it's still something that they're controlling. Within TikTok, what you see is you see this kind of like variance between some that are the actual brand channels. So like good examples of that is looking at Old Navy or Chipotle related terms, and that sends you to the brand channel. So they're controlling the messaging on it. But what you see a lot of too on TikTok is more of the tags. And so it could be a tag of a brand name of people just talking about that brand that's outperforming the actual brand's kind of their owned content. And so I think that's a really interesting piece. Sure, you can make the argument that not as many brands are active on TikTok, so they don't have like as high quality of a page to do. But I do think that is an interesting separation because from in sense of like ownership of your brand terms, there's less control or less ownership within this kind of split between brand channels versus tags or hashtags that people are looking for. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good. Now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So Tyson, help me understand, you know, is this a case where you mentioned Yahoo and Hotmail, that people are creating new videos that are related to Yahoo and they're misspelling them? Or, you know, why is, is that an example of content that they're picking up? YouTube also saw a 28% increase this month. So YouTube has, Oops. yeah, good to, be, good to be Google. But they... The big, the big get bigger. Yeah, and they did have some softening like we talked about in some like even going back like two years almost. Like So their all-time high was dating back to really like, I'd say early 21, where now they had this great increase, but they've been relatively like more dormant, I would say. And most of their gains is also in these variants of misspellings, which is going to essentially, in most cases, those brands or just different videos for it. But the interesting thing that we saw kind of with that is it's a little more geared to specific veins of keywords. And so it may be more like Yahoo Mail related, Hotmail, those kind of terms. And so you saw more of this kind of like clustering in that realm where YouTube was getting kind of preferred thing. Okay, so Tyson, we're seeing these changes that seem to be pretty consistent across social media. So Tyson, you mentioned that uh, YouTube is seeing similar changes, more sort of, you said, in one vein. There's a kind of a class of content that's being reclassified where they're picking up market share. How about Facebook? Biggest, baddest social media player on the block, at least for now. Uh, Are they seeing similar, you know, changes in misspellings that are helping their visibility? No. Facebook, we actually saw a completely different pattern. And so where we're seeing significant gains from these other ones, Facebook, we actually saw a slight decrease. But where we did see a massive, massive increase is on meta.com. And so this website has been up for a while, ranking for hardly nothing, sitting around an SEO visibility score of around like 30. And this last month, they jumped up to over 113,000. So that's like a 300,000% increase for the month. And a lot of this is them collecting a lot of the brand queries for Facebook. The reason backing kind of into that is like, one, they have made some changes to the site. But the big one is a lot of Facebook's About Us related content all directs over to uh, Meta now. And so... We still see Facebook ranking for some of these. We're even still seeing a lot of ranking URLs for the about.facebook.com that will go to a 301 redirect to the same page on Meta. But Meta, I would say, was the big gainer in like the overall month's performance, not related to brand misspelled brand terms like before, but simply from those redirects and those signals from Facebook going towards the Meta domain. So this is more of a... I don't know, a decision by Facebook or by Meta to actually start to migrate their SEO towards a new brand. So if we're seeing Meta pick up market share, does that mean the Facebook domain has decreased? They did decrease a little bit. Like it wasn't that substantial from it. So they're still having like holding on to those rankings where now you have Meta additionally to it. It's almost like a stacked ranking in the SERPs. 
But I'd say, yeah, the number one driver for that is the redirects and the kind of continued shift of branding or ownership from Meta as a company as a whole. But they do still have a lot of work to do on the SEO of Meta. Simply looking at the core web vitals, like performance scores on it, crazy amount of video usage, and they're going to rank and they're going to do just fine because it's the size of the company. But from a how well are they performing, I would say like very low core web vital scores, some improvements, but overall a lot of work to be done there. Sounds like Meta is winning in terms of picking up a lot of market share, but in terms of their actual SEO practices, they've got a fair amount of room to grow. Tyson, any other brands that caught your eye this month? Anybody outside of social media potentially? Yeah, last one. And this one was actually, I thought, going to be on the losers list. And about mid-month, I saw this massive decrease on Hilton.com. What was going on with that is they lost a lot of rankings around kind of like location terms. So it wouldn't be necessarily just like Hilton in San Francisco or hotel in San Francisco, but it was like Panama City Beach, Bora Bora, LAX Airport. So just strictly locations that they were able to rank for. And so that kind of just completely fell off. Most of the loss all occurred within their hotels directory. And then we saw just this last week, it jumped right back up. So it was a 55% increase week over week, but it only barely puts them up above before on it. The keywords where they dropped and where they came back, similar, some variance to it. They actually collected more kind of generic general terms when... I dug into kind of looking at one, like noticing significant changes on the pages using Wayback Machine, relatively no changes from it. So it could have been a shift from like a linking perspective, but seeing this bounce back, I think it was just a temporary alteration that then was kind of readjusted for and resolved. So let's talk a little bit about what that means and what SEOs can take away from that. The hockey stick. All right. We saw an incredible decrease. Something's happening. Maybe it's linking. Maybe it's a manual penalty. Maybe it's something that's been recovered. When the ship starts sinking, how are you able to quickly address what's happening and get that rebound like we saw with Hilton this month? When I look at the keywords that they lost rankings on, they're really keywords that if I was them, I would not be feeling too comfortable of keeping in the future. Like I think the intent behind those keywords are not specifically hotel related. So to me, it's more of this artificial inflation of where you have a presence on a term that you don't really have an experience that's satisfying the user intent. And so that I think is always going to be a high potential to be short lived. And so from like an overall SEO strategy or perspective on this, I would actually be more thinking of how can I pick up more ground on terms and queries that are not as generic or not as general that I'm not able to satisfy the intent or create experiences that could satisfy the intent of Bora Bora, not just one property within Bora Bora. All right. So let's land the plane here. We've gone through our winners and losers. We've talked a lot about not only what happens with misspellings, we've seen a lot of fluctuation in a positive sense for the social media companies, but we've also seen a notable hockey stick. Tyson, as you think about the thoughts from the winners this month, you know, are there any trends or things that you can recommend to SEOs that you think would be valuable for their practices? Yeah, I think 
one, think about the branding of your domain across like the other channels. And yeah, this is not necessarily going to help like your exact numbers, but pulling in the presence and performance of those social channels that can be owned by the brand is certainly going to be something that I'm confident that's going to continue more and more. So we're not going to see these social media channels drop out of rankings for those brand terms. So expand your brand term rankings by incorporating in those social channels. And also, especially with what we saw with Hilton, don't get overly too comfortable if you don't, if you're ranking on terms that you don't have actual quality experience for that intent. When it's a misspelling of the brand name, those other pages, that is still what they're looking for. So it's almost Google catching up. When it's the case of an overall location, that's something that you're probably not and shouldn't necessarily be ranking for if the entire user intent was satisfied. All right. And that wraps up this episode of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Tyson and I talk about our losers for the month. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you could visit his company's website, which is previsible.io, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 